Welcome to another episode of the Huxley Morton podcast. This week I am joined by Jim Housk, uh, the CEO and founder of Sensor Pharmaceuticals. Uh, Jim, you and I have uh, had quite a few uh, conversations off air. I think there's a lot of similarities and we agree on a lot of things. Um, but look, rather than me giving you a, a bit of an intro, give us a bit of an introduction as to yourself and Sensor as, as a business. Sure. Uh I grew up in uh, Brooklyn, New York, New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, went to school, various universities across the country. Uh, had a postdoc, finished a postdoc at uh, UC Berkeley and joined Pfizer where I started my career. Yeah. Uh, Pfizer to uh, Sepracor, which is a company that now is called Synovian. Mm -hmm. Those two, those two companies. Uh, I, I didn't realize. I've, I've heard of Synovian. I didn't realize yes. that Sepracor um, was Synovian now. Yeah, what happened, Sepracor uh, 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 was purchased mm. by a Japanese company, and, and that company renamed it Synovian. And it's still local to a site in Massachusetts where it was, uh, Massachusetts State in, in, the, in the United States, Boston yeah. is the big city that people recognize, mm -hmm. that Cambridge is a hub of biotechnology. Um, but those two stops were important to me. Uh, uh, and, and get me to censor, uh, not directly, but indirectly. Pfizer taught me all and more than I could possibly. So at censor, uh, Jim, what's what's yes. that? So the that's the current business. What what are you guys now? I understand you're a virtual drug yep. discovery company. What's what's that's the right. focus for you guys though? Well, uh, it was weight and and uh, uh, neuropsychological or behavioral diseases mm -hmm. and and obesity. Uh, and eating behaviors, depression, these are all interconnected, right. uh, it turns out. And it just so happens that that starting about 2012, I, I was at a conference and learned about for the first time, although I don't think it was it was the first time it was ever spoken, but mm. the first time I learned about the so-called gut-brain connection, this axis where you can access molecular target or signal transduction in the brain from the gut and, and from the brain back to the gut. Why that is important was not really clear to me at the time, mm. but Sensor focused on that. And fortunately, I've been able now to get a transaction where I've been able to sell Sensor. We haven't completed the transaction, so it's not a sale quite yet, but mm. it should be in a couple of weeks, maybe a month. Um, and, and I've then been incorporated into, if you will, the new entity called Diamond Pharmaceuticals Inc. I don't like the name of the company, but I didn't name it. <laughs> you can't but, win them all, Jim. You can't win them no, all. No, 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 no. Well, no, but it, at least it has one part, right? It, it, it does tell you kind of what we do. Mm -hmm. And and what a, a big part of that was taking advantage of natural products, whether they're fermentation products or botanicals. And, and that kind of intersects with uh, the, the current, uh, uh, not the current craze, it was a current craze about two years ago with respect to cannabinoids and the endocannabinoid system. Cannabinoids, please explain that to me. You've just sure. my brain sure. with that word. I've, I've not come across sure. that. And um, yeah, I'm someone who's quite into, yeah, I, I guess ma ma uh, metabolic reactions and, yes. and how the brain and the gut was, yes. you know, being quite a big fitness fat, um, fanatic myself. I, I guess right. the... The food, the brain, the mood all goes yes, together when, when training do. and, you know, up yes. a, a cycle of diet, etc. Um, so, yeah, what 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 does that word 
mean in to a six-year-old as it may be? <laughs> no, that's an interesting point. Uh, when it's an, that's actually, it, I read somewhere a very long time ago that if you can explain what you do to a six-year-old such that they can understand it, but you don't sugarcoat it, you actually explain it. That doesn't mean you use words that they don't understand. You use words that are translatable mm -hmm. and understandable. And so if you can't do that, then you, you meaning me, the explainer, doesn't really know what the hell he's, what, what he or she is speaking. Yeah. And, and I've, only, I've taken that to heart. So uh, you ask actually a really, really important question. The notion that, that what we eat impacts what we, how we feel emotionally mm -hmm. and impacts our ability to actually perform. So our physical selves and our emotional selves are impacted by what we eat. And why is that? Well, mostly because we have a resident group of uh, visitors in our gut, bacteria mm -hmm. that belong there, M many, many of them. Some from time to time don't. They take the stuff that we eat and they metabolize it and they create so-called secondary metabolites. And secondary metabolites are things like, uh, for example, if it were a fermentation, uh, bacteria make things like antibacterials, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. So bacteria will make erythromycin, bacteria will make uh, uh, penicillins, bacteria make cephalosporins, bacteria also make things that have been now understood to be important for uh, 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 control of cardiovascular diseases. HMG CoA reductase actually started, inhibitors started from a natural product that was found from fermentation. Point is that the food that we put into our gullets are metabolized. The foods are metabolized by the resident bacteria at different parts of our gut at different times. And they create secondary metabolites that are in fact signaling molecules, meaning they recognize targets, molecular targets that are expressed in various parts of our gut and they send signals. Some signals they send to other organs in the periphery. Some signals are sent to the brain. Mm -hmm. It's an extraordinary thing. And, and, and so, it's, so what you tell the six-year-old, the reason you can't have pudding today at this time is that you'll be eating too much sugar. And too much sugar today at this time isn't good for you. However, if you eat this egg with protein, protein at this time of day is better for you. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you'll feel stronger, you'll feel better, you'll be more alert. Yeah. Now, that, so that's a, a, in, a, in a, very, uh, a very crude way. And what was, what was, the, what was the, the science term that you put for that at the, at the beginning of the question? Was it a- Cannabinoid, yeah, yes, the cannabinoid. cannabinoid. Yeah, yeah, the cannabinoid, yeah. The endocannabinoid system really is the idea that marijuana uh, 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 and, and, and the, the, the large number of natural products, again, terpenoid-like and secondary metabolites for that particular plant, the marijuana plant or the hemp plant, they produce hundreds of these types of structures in a family termed the cannabinoids. Uh -huh. and, 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 and we in turn have the same molecular target, the same receptor that's in the plant that is searching for its endogenous, meaning the local we create target. Mm -hmm. uh, we create ligand, and that ligand, in our case, there are two, anandamide is one, and, and uh, 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 two arachidylglycerol was another. The, the, the point is that these ligands, although they're different, marijuana does not, uh, uh, 
Delta 9 THC, the active component of marijuana, looks nothing to a first approximation like anandamide. Yet anandamide and Delta 9 THC interact with the same molecular target because we express the same molecular target as the plant does. Uh-huh. And so, so the cannabinoid- so Are you, um, in terms of sensor then, are you telling yes. me effectively that, that you guys are a drug development um, business that can yeah. almost pinpoint certain drugs and um, you know things that people should be eating in order to reduce metabolic disease and improve general health, fitness, well-being, yeah. and, and, and yes. feeling it as it may be. Yes, and we have some intellectual property too that that relates to we have the ability to deliver via an oral administration, so a pill, a capsule mm -hmm. uh, material, and we can release it at various places along the gut. And there are reasons to do that. Yeah. And, and so we have, we have that ability, yeah. And I think to put it in perspective, you have, to, you have to be very, very careful, James, because there's a lot of, like in anything, there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of, for lack of better, smoke, Let's mm -hmm. say <laughs> yeah. we are talking about we're talking about marijuana after all, and there, there's a lot of smoke, and and people tend to become almost religious. They become fanatical that if you say, well, that doesn't seem quite right based on a, a more well-controlled, well-run clinical trial. That that doesn't jive with the reality of the experiment. Mm -hmm. There are people that find that you're you're saying something terrible about them and the way they think, and that you're anti. They they it's a very strange response. So I'm what's, very careful. What sort of size of the trials that you guys run for, for this sort of thing? And, and well, what, it, are the, it, what are the, the general patient population like? Because it's, yeah. I guess it's, I guess, you know, it's different to, you know, an oncology trial or something where there's yeah. a, um, you know, huge demand for this sort of trial. So Patient enrollment must be quite difficult for you guys. How, well, how do you go about that? I'll tell you what, the, 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 the people that I look to or the company that I looked to for inspiration and also for insight is a company that was uh, it's a UK based, was a UK based company. Mm. It's called GW Pharma or GW okay. Pharmaceuticals. Now they've just been bought recently within a, a few weeks, I believe. And they are a remarkable group. Uh, they were given uh, a certain amount of money, I believe, but they were certainly given the IP around looking at effectively the marijuana plants, active uh, uh, materials mm -hmm. to, to see what medicinal utility. And this was done at a time when it was even worse than it is today with respect to it's verboten to, to work on things like LSD, marijuana. Wow. Um, uh, and all this is coming back now, fortunately, because there's real utility for treatment of human health. I, I would say a long way around, uh, I recommend talk with those guys because they were pariahs. They were, they were laughed at, they were put down as the, you know, the, the marijuana, the, the, the marijuana smokers. It, yeah. it was terrible. In, in a way, they were like, you know, poop, you know, what are these guys? Well, they've, they are a brilliant bunch of people, hardworking, and, and they've been proven correct because they've actually have, and this answers your question, they've run very well-controlled clinical trials.
Mm-hmm. And they've recruited patients. They have patients. And, and, and to show you how safe what they have isolated from the plant and use in their formulation from the plant, the botanical, yeah. uh, the, endo, the, the cannabinoid type, uh, they, they, they've been able to get it approved for children or for young, very young people, relatively speaking, I think from six, as, as, as young as six to, to, wow. to 12. Yeah. And, and so I, I strongly recommend because the courage it took, I mean, part of what we're supposed to be is if we're setting out on our own, we're supposed to have some amount of vision. I don't know that I have that. We're supposed to have some amount of courage. I don't know if I'm courageous. It's just stupid. But these guys at GW are not are neither stupid nor nor lacking courage. They clearly have both. And so we, I, I, I follow in their footsteps in the sense that it became clear to me from watching them from a, a great distance that they understood that if you ran a trial in a well-controlled, positive and negative controls, uh, 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 multi-center trial, that in fact, you will get people to understand, take, take the, the, the way people throw words out at you or the way they characterize what you do, mm-hmm. that, that was just, you know, waters off a, off a duck off a duck's back. Yeah, they just got, they got just, on with what they were doing. Got on, yeah, because they were right. They believed, I, and here's something that I do believe strongly. You must believe in what you're doing. If, you, if you're phony about that, It'll it'll show and you'll give up. All right. You must you, you've got you've got to back yourself and then yes. because look, you're always gonna get negative criticism. And, yes. you know, so if you don't back yourself, you'll you'll fall at the first hurdle yes. or probably before that, you know. Yes. Um, and, and, and and just to wrap that that section, it was inspirational to me. And I will tell you that when I was a uh, 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 first starting out, I <laughs> to say that I was emotionally immature. Uh, 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 some people would say I'm emotionally mature today. Well, I was a heck of a lot less <laughs> mature emotionally or otherwise when I first started in the business. I was only 23 years old. I'd gotten through this academic thing relatively rapidly. I so think on that, I guess, look, so, you know, going back and rewinding yes. to your past then. Um, so you started out when you were 23. As you say, you perhaps weren't as. Um, mature as, as what you yeah. are now. I think that there's probably a lot of us guys out there that can relate to that, myself included. Um, you know, I was always a bit of a, a class clown, but you know, <laughs> thought that I was gonna fall back onto my sporting prowess as it may be. Um, yeah. So look, you know, in terms of how you first got, you know, clearly you're, you're a scientist. Um, how did you get into drug development and the clinical research industry to start with? Because if, if I'm correct, um, you know, your, your background. So you're from Brooklyn, New York. Um, yeah. You know, it was quite a, a, a grounded family by the, by the sounds of thing. Give us a quick overview of, of what, you know, family life and, and your background sure, was like growing sure. up. Yeah. I lived uh, about a block from the East river in, in New York city on the Brooklyn side, mm-hmm. a great view of the statue of Liberty, a place I still have not visited as a human, as a, as an adult or as a child, yeah. but I had, I mean, it was, you could really just almost touch it. It was so close. Wow. Um, didn't my father and mother, uh, 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 typical blue collar workers, mm-hmm. if I didn't get uh, between loans and some scholarships, I would not have been able to get to school. Uh, my father was a New York City Transit Authority bus driver. Uh-huh. My mom was a receptionist. So blue collar uh, and, and uh, uh, 
we lived in an apartment, t- tenement building, you know, a, 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 a four-story, eight, a very standard kind of a thing in, 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 in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have a car. Uh, 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 we, we, uh, we never had a car. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and so we kind of just, I didn't realize it, but we were poor. <laughs> and, 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 but, but we have in New York, we had in New York City, something that was very important for a kid like me. Mm. We had the, 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 the public library system. Yeah. And, and if you could get to the library, and most, most areas of Brooklyn back then had their own branches. They may have been just small storefront kind of things, yeah. uh, not much bigger than the room I'm in, but you could get to that. And in Brooklyn, we had a very, very most gorgeous building library it was the Grand Army Plaza Library. And I was going. I went to the library to be to get some quiet, to not have to. Um, uh, uh, the apartment was very very tiny, uh-huh. and there was no no privacy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, enough said about that. But at the library, you could. And and I I went there as nine ten years old started. And I would walk to the Brooklyn Public Library at the Grand Army Plaza, which was a bit of a walk, but it wasn't—it wasn't a deal. That's you're a kid. Yeah. I just looked through the. I was looking through whatever the librarian would allow me. I was there so frequently. I became friends with the librarian. One of the librarians. They had many. And yeah. and this woman, she she was an older woman. She was very kind to me. She kind of directed me towards science. I have no idea why. I I, I honest to God don't know. Yeah. And. I would just look at, and she would give me books. I I couldn't understand some of the wor- many of the words, and she said, "That's not a problem. Learn what the words mean." Mm-hmm. Kind of what you were saying before. Tell, explain to someone what it is you're working on in a way that that person who comes from uh, uh, the other side of the planet would understand. And, yeah. And that kind of thing was you start doing that. You use a lot of analogies. I know that I do it in my business. Yes. You know, it's you know, yes. what somebody enjoy what is their focus outside of work and i try and liken that to, to what we're doing inside of right. work and it just yeah. it helps somebody to almost get that internal hook to understand i, I agree it. I think that that's I agree. that's always important so, so if it weren't for the library system in, in in new york city as it existed then I, i'm not suggesting it's like that today i honest to god have no idea i would hope it would be similar if if not even better but that I became interested in science. I had no particular interest in medicine, in disease. Mm-hmm. I had no particular interest in chemistry, but my grandfather, he was interested in mechanical things. And so he taught me a lot about mechanical things, about the internal combustion engine, how that works and uh, uh, how batteries work. And mm-hmm. and he was interested, he made me interested, not made me, I, I became interested because of dealing with him in shapes and how different shape things interact. And that's the only thing, James, that I will say that I took from my childhood that actually has some purchase or has some bearing on what I do. This interaction of various shapes. So you can think of it as a puzzle piece, the the molecular target, and then the ligand or the thing that you design to interact with this this molecular target. The shapes and the the charges and, and stuff has to be, has to align in a way. So uh-huh. that's the only thing, but I had no particular interest in, I had, as a kid, I had no particular int- interest in any one thing. 
I, I want I my my goal in life when I was nine years old was to play center field for the New York Yankees. Now at that time when I was a kid, Mickey Mantle doesn't mean much to many people who are listening from Europe for sure. But in in the U.S., if some U.S. people get on, they'll know the name. He's up one of the all time. He's he's kind of like the Beckham of his day, for lack of better description. All right? Yeah. Uh, very good looking. Uh, uh, women loved him, and he was an exquisitely great performer and did things that were phenomenal at phenomenal times. I'm so, sure a so, lot of people will have, will have heard him regardless, you know, even over here, you know, uh, the New York Yankees, it's not, there's not necessarily people will support them as a team, but they right, have right, right. merchandise, uh, you know, sure, sure. Oh, yes. I've got yes. a couple of their caps, which, you know, to me, it's just, it's just sports and leisure wear. And, and when I've, right. you know, worn it over to the Caribbean in the past, I got a lot of them, the American customers coming up to me saying, oh, you're a Yankees fan. And I, and I don't realize I'm wearing a Yankees hat. You've got to be careful. you got to be careful. I, I, exactly. You've got, you've got to be careful with it. I, I get it all the time. I'm, I'm going to have to get a new set of caps. Um, it, it would be, it would be, you went, you went I'm from sorry. There. Go ahead. No, no, I'm You sorry. ended up, um, I guess, doing a, a PhD um, yes. yep. in, in chemical biology, if I'm correct. Yep, I did. It was, it was. Really, it, it, it would be today called chemical biology. At the time, just making molecules and testing them. Uh-huh. The biggest piece of that, though, was that I learned how to control uh, stereochemistry, meaning uh, carbon atoms can have, have the ability in the right oxidation state to bend light to either the left or to the right. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a true, this is a very important uh, phenotypic thing, if you will, that that all the proteins in our bodies do and, and all the mo- almost all the molecules that are in your body bend light, mostly all to the left for whatever reason. Wow. That is that really isn't understood. That, that's an interesting philosophical and uh, 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 a discussion point. I, I don't dwell on these things. Too. It, it's an imponderable for me. It, mm-hmm. it could be it was just, you know, it just sort of happened. I, I don't dwell on that. However, understanding how to control it is very, very important. And that is the piece from all of my academic training that has carried me through to this very day. Because mm-hmm. nothing about uh, chemistry per se is as important as all of the other biology I have learned over the, the, the past 25 years. Um, it, it is really, it, it, I, I was a very narrow, as I said, I was emotionally immature. It's very narrow, actually. I wasn't really, you know, you'd like to think that you come out of academia, you know, student, and yet you're, you know, you're, you're an academic, you're thinking, you're, you're open to, uh, people pose questions and, oh my goodness, sure. no, it was nothing like it's, that. I don't think it's like that at all. And one of the things that I've taken from, you know, academics, and I, I also went to, to university, but for me, I actually went because I realized that I was probably still a little bit immature and I didn't want to go to work. So the way to, to stay out of work was to do more academic. Yeah. So I, yeah. I had a general yeah. studies degree. Um, no, but one thing I, I learned from doing uh, the academics was that just because you have academic qualifications, it doesn't make you smart. No. You know, no. you get into the no. real world no. and you yeah. start, you know, having to engage with, with teams and other people, you realize that there is a different type of intellect that you need to have ah, in order this to idea of emotional quotient this you you know james you have touched on my great failing for uh my time at pfizer 
was my inability to truly grasp the significance and the truth, the absolute truth of what you just said. Um, having success in academia means that you did well on tests and you know things. It doesn't mean you're creative. It doesn't mean that you can look at a problem and bring a certain view to it that is different and by definition novel. It differentiates everything that's gone before. It's, it's, not, it's not simply a test. It's, there's so much more riding on what we do in our business. And we're truly supposed, I mean, not supposed to, we really, most people in the business, most, really want to make a difference in terms of improving human health. It's kind of, it, it's not religion, but it is something that drives you when, you know, you're just, you're just too tired to, to think about stuff. And I think, I think you're absolutely right when you say there's a big difference between knowing facts and being intelligent. And, and I was, I was not, I knew a lot of stuff and I could do a lot of stuff. That stuff was okay, but I wasn't very intelligent. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and if that's something that I have had to learn, it doesn't come to me. It didn't, my persona, it didn't come easily. Um, but it came and, 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 but the point is that the experience that I've had along the way, the various experiences at different stages, as we said, we've talked a little bit about this. I think it's important to recognize that at the time that you're experiencing the, the, whatever it is, whatever the, uh, the problem or whatever the solution or whatever the interaction is, mm. you don't necessarily learn what you need to learn at the moment, but it's there for you and you can draw on it. And I think over time, many, I'm one of these people, oh, I should have learned this because I've been through this once or twice before, mm -hmm. but it, come, it comes. And once you become aware, I, I guess in a sense, it's becoming a little more self-aware as opposed to being a little too self-absorbed. There's a real, really important distinction there. And, and I think, I, it's, I think it's what you and I have said when we've spoken previously, it's being aware that you're in the right place at the right time often and oh, realizing yes. what you're learning at a given time, because I think we've right. both had occasions where we've <laughs> learned stuff, but we haven't recognized it and we've had to right. look back on it. <laughs> right, right. Said, the, the whole Steve Jobs quote of, you know, it's very easy to connect the dots looking back. Um, but yeah, I think, and we oh, by the way, there's a guy, that. I'm sorry, there's a guy who shared your desire not to have to go to work. He spent, you know, six months or two semesters, whatever it was, uh, at a school uh, in in the Pacific Northwest, the United States, mm. and 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 effectively because he liked calligraphy, I guess, and and that's an important thing because of all the icons, all of the various types of of print you can do locally on your computer. That that, that that's because Jobs apparently had an affection for that. Really? He didn't. didn't he didn't. Know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, well, that's my understanding of it. I I, I the, there are people who know much more about Jobs than I do. Mm. Uh, He's not one of my heroes. I, I, I think he's a, he was truly a giant. And I have nothing, I, I, have, I look to others that, that, that resonate with, you know, it's like a human, it's any human being. Um, uh, if I were a kid 10 years old in, in, in Boston, uh, in Massachusetts, the United States, when I was 10 years old, my hero would not have been Mickey Mantle. 
it would have been Ted Williams or it would have been uh, Yastrzemski, um, uh, whose grandson still plays in the major leagues, by the way, uh, in baseball uh, in, the Amer- in the United States. Sure. Uh, so you grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Your dad was working at working the buses. Your mum was a, a receptionist. Uh, you had no real clue that you wanted to, to get into the world of, of clinical trials and, and science. Um, but I know, I, I guess you personally, you've mentioned it several times to me that one of your big things is about improving human health. Yes. Um, yes. Now, I think at the time, I can't remember from when you and I spoke previously, whether you were at Pfizer or whether you were at Seprocor. Um, right. It was at that point where you took a journey and I can't remember where you said that you were going, but you were on yeah. a flight yeah. and you had a chance encounter that ha- then has kind of gone on to lead you to, to start mm. your own businesses and, and go from there. Just sort of yes. share with the audience a, a little bit about that, if you can. Sure. The, so... Uh, I was part of a project team at Pfizer that mm-hmm. actually um, uh, independent It's an important point here because there'll be people in the audience who are familiar with the back. I don't want to leave an impression that is erroneous or uh, self-aggrandizing because I don't tell the entire story. I, I won't take too, too, too much time, but it's important only from the point of view. I want to be accurate. You that, go for it, Jim. You go for it. Thank, thank you. <laughs> it, 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 the uh, Around this time at Pfizer, mm. we were working, Pfizer had, uh, toward the end of its, of its time, actually actively working on antibacterial research. Mm-hmm. Pfizer grew up in that, like many, many American and European pharmaceutical companies. And, but but the, for businesses, as a business decision, uh, antibacterials is not a good place to be. So they they were paring down the the uh, uh, portfolio and of mm-hmm. of discovery approaches and we were toward the end of our time in working on macrolides research erythromycin in this case at Pfizer mm-hmm. having said that at this time and i don't remember exactly but it had to be late 70s early 80s of the prior century many of the people watching who will watch us or were not alive then it was in the 70s myself included yeah there you go so i'm going to give you some ancient history um uh but accurately and and so it just turned out that a number of companies both in the united states and in europe were looking at a similar segment of erythromycin to improve certain characteristics and let's leave it at that Mm -hmm. we at pfizer were doing that in different ways and we've published this with patents and like but it turned out that there was an intermediate that uh, whenever you made it, uh, it gave you some other stuff. And this is true. The first time it was ever made wasn't first made at Pfizer. It was first made, I, I believe, at Roche. Hoffman LaRoche company doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, in the 50s or maybe the early 60s. Mm-hmm. And everyone who made it since then, you'd make a couple of things. And people are so focused on getting the thing. There's other stuff sometimes to be learned by looking at when I joined Pfizer, I had that kind of inquisitiveness. I, I did have so that. Like a secondary use of the same drug as no, almost it would be it's it, not it's primary not, use, but that's it's almost one well, of the side effects, but a useful side effect. It, it, well, in, in a sense, it, it was it was it was less a side effect in the sense that if you put reagents A and B together. Mm. You would get reagent, if ideal, in the ideal case, you'd get all of C. Well, in this case, you'd get mostly C, but 
very, very small and variable amounts of D, E, and F. Right, but I see. They were just thrown away because, as far as I was aware, at Pfizer they were certainly, and, and that was true, had to be true because no one had ever reported anything about. So I became interested in this, 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 this minutia and, and, and was discouraged, by the way, by people from, what are you wasting your time doing this? It turns out, at the same time, there was a company, there is a, well, I, I guess they're purchased now, uh, Yugoslavia, and Europe, uh, a European uh, a pharmaceutical company called Pleva. And they were apparently brighter than, than, than yours truly, because the guy there was trying to actually make this minor thing the major thing mm-hmm. at, by changing reaction conditions. I just, I, I had no problem isolating the thing and then doing a structure it was, it was kind of like a puzzle. I, I, I liked that kind of thing. Yep. My grandfather being responsible for that, I think. Bottom line was, that's how the program actually was started. And a person on the project team, Dr. Mike Bright, actually made the stuff that we call Zithromax, stuff that's the active pharmaceutical ingredient in the, uh, uh, the Z-Pack that, that is still sold today. I think Zithromycin is still the second largest selling antibacterial or certainly the second largest made antibacterial to this very day i think that's actually true not not that pfizer makes very much money on it anymore it's not a branded product bottom line is that so you were making z-pack at the time i had nothing no the z this is part this is why i want to be clear so pfizer actually we had we, we 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 terminated the program even though we had the act what would become zithromax Ah, I see. I and see, then I the see. interaction, then there was an interaction uh, about two years after the project, because at the time we were, we, meaning Pfizer as a company, was was backing out of anti-infective, antibacterial research, mm-hmm. certainly from the, certainly from the macrolide area for business reasons, right? And there's something to be learned there, by the way, as just an aside, and I'll come back to that later if, if I don't, if I shut up long enough that we can, I, you get your questions. But the point is that it was a team. I had no, that's the brilliance of Pfizer, actually. Pfizer, uh, the reason they they sold, you know, over well over 1.2 billion American dollars worth per year for several years of this particular drug had nothing to do with me isolating the first 15 membered ring azomacrolide. Had nothing to do with that. Had nothing to do with the guys at Pleva who were bright enough. Well, we can make this be it, right? It had nothing to do with Mike Bright. Make it had everything to do with sales and marketing, right. and a clin- probably a clinician who said, "You know, we only need to give four doses to cover two weeks, and we'll call it." And, and the packaging probably had sales and marketing. It was that interaction between the clinical sales and marketing had very little to do with the discovery. That was an important lesson too for me. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is that that was that with that background. I just want to. To be fair to Pfizer, three people clearly very, very important. Dr. Gwen Dutu, Dr. Tony Kanersh, and, and Dr. Art English. And I'll say the reason Gwen Dutu did all of the experiments, animal experiments, that proved that erythromycin, I mean, Zithromax had a very interesting uh, uh, characteristic. It, it, it lasted in your body for days and days and days and days. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's a whole bunch of science about that, but Bottom line, you could take four doses and it cover you for more than two weeks. That's a big deal in terms of compliance for the patient. Number one, Art English 
was the guy at the meeting, and I was the guy that had, was, was charged with to give the presentation that said, well, Zithromax didn't meet the goals of the company in this area. Now, don't forget, it, it's already one foot out the door with respect to the inf any infective, any bacterial research via macrolides. And we had goals that it had to have a certain activity, had to have a certain lifetime in humans, had, had to have certain characteristics. And it didn't meet the characteristics, even though it had a very interesting and highly differentiating characteristic. And only Art English and only Dr. Tony Kinersh, those two men said, it's a terrible mistake we're making mm -hmm. to stop this. So I really think that, and they were right, by the way, and, and, and they came back in at the appropriate time when, when uh, 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 sales and marketing uh, or the business development group at Pfizer was approached, presumably directly by Pleva, because Pfizer had certain intellectual property and Pleva had certain intellectual property. And we were at a logger's head, I believe, in terms of being able to grow any kind of, uh, why, would, why would, we're not, Pfizer at that time was not actively pursuing it as a, as a, uh, as a marketed product. Now, so this, this then, I, this then all leads up to the, to the story that at that time, all the way through that, from the time I started at Pfizer, I was terribly disinterested. It was, it's a terrible thing to say, but it's the God's truth. I was uninterested in the effects of the things that I designed, imagined, created in terms of their treatment of humans. Okay. So that was at, at Pfizer, you weren't necessarily, weren't, into your work as much as what one would otherwise think that you should be and perhaps just not I was into my work. The, the greater good that you you were I, doing yeah, that that's the thing i was into my work i worked very very hard and i really loved doing what i did but i did it for intellectual pleasure personal you know like i could be i could uh -huh, i could do this you can't kind of a very childish kind of thing so it's kind of almost that self-satisfaction of you know, you know, I've, I've worked this out. I've, you know, I've calculated this. This is what I've developed yeah, yeah. next, you know, done. Yeah, yeah, next yeah, kind yeah. of mentality, it, almost a bit it, of, it, it was the, it was the gym show rather than yeah, yeah. It, what, am yes. I, what am I doing to help? I was so, improve the I was, of people. It was, it, it's a terrible thing. This human characteristic that we must guard against self-absorption. It was awful. I had a very bad case of it. Apparently it's an inducible gene. We must all be careful. <clears throat> and, and so, so I didn't really, didn't really look at my efforts as a world impacting thing. Mm. So this gets to the point a long way around, but the truth of it is important. So I, I was, I was invited to give a talk at a, a conference in Geneva. And I was yeah. coming back, flying back to New York. And, and from Geneva. And I was a business class ticket and, and I wasn't paying for it. Uh, uh, and so I sat next to, by chance, this elderly woman, extraordinarily, uh -huh. extraordinarily bright, very, very articulate, spoke several languages and dressed in the most immaculate. And I was so impressed by the quality of the stuff. Having said that, I saw all that, but then when I'm on a plane, I put my earplugs in, I open a book, Shut and I down. hopefully fall, fall asleep. Mm -hmm. This lady who was inquisitive and, and, and probably a lot more thoughtful, certainly more thoughtful than I, probably to the, if she were alive, she probably not, to this day, she tapped me on my hand because I had my hand in, and, and yes, ma'am. And she said, uh, what's your name, young man? And oh, my name's Jim. What do you do, young man? 
And I said, well, I, I, I work in, in drug discovery. We work to try to discover medicines. Yeah. And she, said, she said, well, have you ever done that? Have you ever been successful at doing that? I had to stop for a second. Giving you a grilling in a polite way. Well, yeah, but she was. She, <laughs> yeah, right. It wasn't like your mother-in-law. It was like it was like yeah. it was like, or, or 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 a teacher. It was more like she was interested Just in genuine trying to interest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was interested in all the things that she could touch. She was the direct. She was absolutely 180 degrees the opposite way. She was totally. Her view was so wide angle. My view was and 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 more reflected in. She yeah. was a model in many respects for all of us in this respect that she had a wide angle lens. Mm -hmm. So, and I stopped and I thought, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I said, well, yes, ma'am. Uh, I was a member of a project team that ultimately uh, a drug is on the market and, and, and we worked very hard and, and contributed in a meaningful way to do that. So the answer is, yeah, we, we've done that. Yeah. So she, she said, well, really, what kind of drug? And so I, I gave her the talk, the little spiel about, and during it, she became, she was a very bright faced, but she became not sad, but but I could see she was thinking in terms, she was withdrawn for a second. And 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 clearly I thought, well, time to stop the conversation. She looked away out the window, the airplane window. I put the thing back on, blah, blah, blah. I'm happy, almost dozing. Still she taps me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was that was that was that. Tap me on the hand. She goes, I need to thank you. I said, excuse me, ma'am. She goes, You saved my son's life. Wow. And that little interaction, it couldn't have been more than 15 minutes of time. Now, her son had, had utilized had taken the drug, benefited son, from that. Right. Wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, I never, is my way, I did not pry into how. If she offered, I would have listened. And mm. she didn't. But, but the point was, she was quite clear about And she actually wanted to define it so she was certain that I was talking about the same thing. And she said, well, that saved my son's life. And that changed me. It made me wow. a better, first of all, it, it, it made me really look at myself in a, like, Jesus, you know, you gotta, you gotta grow up, man. You gotta, you, you can be better than you are. And I don't mean better in terms of, I've had lots of publications, lots of patents, all by any metric that one would grade a contributor to the scientific literature. But I was not really making the kinds of contributions that you could and that were meaningful and I had never made the connection. I was so, it was so awful in a way. Just, yeah, I, 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 I get it, Jim. I think, you know, in the past, sometimes just through, you know, being in sports and even working at previous sales companies and recruitment yes. companies, I've sometimes I've been head down and so focused on, on what I do um, before, you know, prior to, to running the Huxley Morton business, right. I hadn't looked at the bigger picture of actually, if I right. want to be a leader, it's not about what I do individually. It's about what I do yeah. collectively. You're right. There's a, there's a, a quote I read uh, a long time ago, and I read it recently, a couple of weeks ago, just by chance in, mm. in some document. If, if you're not willing to serve, you're not fit to lead. Mm. And, and, and that is, there's so much, I mean, it's a little pithy, you know, and, and people say, oh, these, these, these catch-all phrases. Some of them have meaning, real meaning. And anyway, the interaction that you reminded me of uh, changed my life. It made me a better human being. Ultimately, I'd like to, oh, certainly better than the person who sat next to that lady. This took, took, when I walked off the plane, I was better. 
Yeah. Right? How, I now, mean, where, when are we going back to them? Was that, did you say the seventies that was, or late seventies? No, 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 this, this is, no, no, this is, this that? is, this was this was about this is about I was still at Pfizer. It was in the um, early about 90, 90, 91, right, right around. See, yeah, because now uh, uh, Pfizer had Pfizer had developed. Now Pfizer, by the way, developed Zithromax. It is a Pfizer development. Mm -hmm. it, 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 I just want to be clear in terms of the contributions and who did what, and, and I, not in the context of. I don't want to mislead anyone. I want to make sure that Pleva understand to the extent that people care about this thing. I, I care about it. I want to represent myself in an authentic way. I wouldn't have cared, by the way, if the, the, the guy that would have sat, the guy that sat down next to that lady wouldn't have given two hoots what anybody thought. Yeah, we discovered that. That would have been it. It would have been a better, it would have been a better, better interview. <laughs> would have taken less time. But, but the, the bottom line is, um, uh, authenticity is important for all of us in a lot of ways. And, and this is an important thing to me. Having said that, it was like, it had to be the very, very beginning of 1990, yeah. um, 91. And, so and that's, that's where you, you realized that actually it wasn't the, the, the gym show anymore. And actually yeah. you yeah. were doing a, probably more than you recognized for people externally and something right. inside you, you switched. Um, mm -hmm. Look, from, from there, I know from that point on, you went uh, to Seprocore, uh, yep. I believe, was, was the company. Yeah, that's right. You were in, there in 90... senior VP for yep. eight, eight years. Nine. Yeah, eight years, yep. Um, and that is where I believe you picked up a lot of your kind of business experience. So talk me yes. through what was going through your head in terms of the move from Pfizer to Seprocore yep. to then, I think it was, two thousand. was it 2006, you then founded the, the first, first business first company that's Talk right so what allowed yeah. you or what enabled you jim to to make that jump from working at you know a big corporate such as pfizer uh to moving on and then entering the world of entrepreneurship where right. you mm -hmm. have to be a leader and that guy that sat on the plane probably would have fallen flat on failed. his face but yeah, what changed failed. with you at, uh, over that period then well uh, separate core is an important experience for me uh uh because at Pfizer, I learned every component of the technical necessities to get a idea into a project and a project through into the clinic and through the clinic to become an approved drug. Yeah. Every, every aspect of it, Pfizer was very good about that for me. I did not have access to the connections. I, one thing Pfizer did teach me, when you start a program, you start from the population that is going to buy, if you will, or use the drug. Mm -hmm. What does that population, identify a population, define its needs, define the qualities or the characteristics of the thing. So you work backwards. You don't, it's like, I have a great idea. Uh, uh, oh, that's a really good scientific notion. Let's, More like that's a not- problem solving solution to something that already exists. Yeah, yeah. What you need is, the, you need to focus your efforts to answer real life questions. Mm -hmm. That are not being answered. You don't want to. Again, the difference is today there is a focus, and it should be on answering not incremental improvements, truly differentiated improvements. The thing that you does the thing that if you expect to sell it, the thing that you expect to sell must be differentiated and must be an improvement, and not just a a a an incremental a, a true 
outcomes-based improvement. And that is a higher hurdle, but it's the right kind of hurdle, I believe. Ha having said that, I learned, uh, uh, fortunately, because my boss, Tim Barbrick, the guy that, that, that was a co-founder and, and was CEO of Separacore, mm -hmm. he allowed me, uh, I knew nothing about the business other than the idea of where you start. You start from the population, the disease population going backward. You don't start from, I just discovered an interesting little thing in the lab. Yeah. Can we make it work somehow? No, 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 that's not how you do it. He allowed me to participate uh, 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 very quietly most of the time in these in in some of these business meetings. Some he he, he excluded me because it would have been a waste of 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 it would have been like truly the the fifty eighth wheel of a three wheel tricycle. Don't need it. Just don't need it. You 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 just do what you do, Jim. And yeah. and 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 what was important, it became clear to me that I had learned enough that I wanted to do some things in terms of therapy that that Sepracor just wasn't going to do. And the other thing that you said, well, what allowed me to do it? Uh, stock options. Uh, I was very fortunate that I, mm -hmm. I received a significant amount of, of stock options. And, and in the time that I was there, most of the time, um, uh, uh, the options became valuable. Well, uh, I, I say, um... Look, I guess the finances always come into it when starting a, a business, but yeah. I guess probably more so what I, I mean is what allowed you mentally to, to oh. make that switch yeah. from, because as I say, like probably the guy that was, you know, yeah. sitting on the plane well, I, yeah, prior to I, speaking to right. the, the, this lady and the I, chance encounter I, maybe was, wasn't ready to start a, a business. So what, yes. what, what changed with yourself personally? I, I, I believe the reason was, as I said, Separacore, or for that matter, any other company that was trying to recruit me from Separacore at that time, mm. they weren't doing anything at all that I thought was relevant to the kinds of things that I knew there were disease populations that were needing. Uh, uh, they, 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 they were in desperate need of, of some new agent to assist in their treatment. And I felt that I had an idea or two rele relevant ideas to yeah. treatment and I needed to try them and I couldn't convince anybody. I couldn't convince early on, I couldn't convince anyone within the organization. Now my skills, if to the extent that I have them, as I said, were not necessarily well honed with respect to marshalling everybody. But by the time I reached Sepracore, they were much, much better. Uh -huh. uh, uh, I, I just couldn't convince anyone that this was really something It was, and, and I knew if I were going to do it, I was going to have to do it myself. So the one thing that's connected then, the, that's important, as a human being, you have a responsibility to those who depend on you, like your family. Yep. So I couldn't, without, without having a certain amount of money put aside for my children, mm -hmm. And so they they would be able to pick a university based on their talents, not based on what their old man could or could not afford. Yeah. Uh, 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 I couldn't have done this. It would have been it would have been immoral in my view to do that. It would have been truly. Uh, 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 it wouldn't have been risk taking. It would have been it would have been awful. Mm. Uh, it would have impacted individuals that that. They don't deserve to be impacted negatively. You always have to think when you step out of the airplane, when you have the parachute in your back, it's too late to think about, did I fold this thing right? 
You know, is it is it is it is it is it put in the pack right? It, it mm-hmm. damn well better be right. And I, you can never say that in more business. In the in, in trying to discover something that is useful, a useful treatment for human disease, that improves outcomes in human disease. We can't, no matter how clever we are, and there are some brilliant, truly brilliant, clever, hardworking individuals. You can't know for sure. There is no for sure. There's there's no guarantee ever with, with this, you know, sort of no. injury. It's just- so the reason the reason I was able to do it were a couple of things, both personal and professional, that I decided that I had an idea or two that I I, I was I was foolish enough to believe I could get funding somehow. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't use SBIR funding. I'm not even sure SBIR funding was a, 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 a an ax, was would, would have been accessible for me at that time. I've used it since then, but I went to VCs. It took me three years. Wow, to convince somebody, and I don't believe I convinced anybody. I believe, and to this day, I walk into a room and I pitch something. If those individuals want to fund it before I ever sit down, they want to fund, if not it, something like it. Mm-hmm. And they can tolerate me, literally, being, they, they'll fund it. I don't believe it's possible to really move people who have the concerns of funding things off of some point that they wish to fund. That is, I, I guess, I, I guess, the, I, 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 a lot of people kind of make up their mind before yes before actually at meetings look, as, as a recruitment business we find it all the time we'll put a resume in front of a chief exec who's heard something about you know candidate xyz and all of a sudden they could perform poorly at the interview they they don't come across the, the best but that person will get the the job because the ceo has already made up their mind yes that, that's that's the way it's going to go. I mean, sometimes it works out fantastically. Other times, it's a disaster. Yeah, it's a car. It's a train wreck. Yeah, I, I agree. And but I, I'm not. Don't don't please don't misunderstand. I I don't have a bad word about any aspect of the industry. I believe we've improved. Like myself, what I've said about myself isn't bad. It's that was the person, and I'm somewhat improved. I'm not saying I'm great. I'm saying I'm improved. And I think. <laughs> I don't think it's it's reasonable to expect at any particular point in time, any organization, any industry, any individual, you're, you're not that point in time. If you if you are the same at the age of 10 as you are at the age of 25, you've got big problems, right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing is true with companies. And so so I've been able to I've benefited remarkably, both personally and professionally by virtue of being involved with these these companies i it's been a great not always been a pleasure but it's always been beneficial to me and that's something that that i think pleasure and benefit are not the same thing uh it's like something you said before not every opportunity is a beneficial one to accept the the, the game here is not here the game of life is Mm. when when is the thing that's presented truly an opportunity or when is it just the train wreck that's going to happen? And 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 sometimes we just, for whatever reason, we don't see the truth of the thing. We cannot see, we can't telescope out, you know, past the next day. Now we get better at it with, as you said, you know, more experience. Yeah. Eventually we get it. As I've said, 
my, my head has been held underwater long enough that I've gotten, I've gotten a few of things, a few of these things. Bottom line is that that's how I was able to say I could take the risk and, and I give you the idea that it took me three years to sell the first idea. Uh, and, but I wasn't going to give up on it. I believe in it so strong. And it turns out that it was a good idea and it still is. And, and there are things from it that's working their way through the clinic, uh, which I'm, which is good. Um, uh, I did, I, by the way, as a business, it was a bad business decision for me. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't make very much, but I wasn't necessarily in looking to do that then. I was looking to begin, for the, it's the best deal I could make then, yeah, and make a better one the did, next did, time. Did what you what what you could with what you had at the time. Yes. From, yes. from from there, so Prexa was the, your first venture into entrepreneurship. From there, you started Ampla Pharmaceuticals. Um, again, was that more rounds of, of funding and um, yeah. to put that it was, together? It, it, it was the same the same VC who were very kind to me, Advent International, mm -hmm. and 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 that actually. Ampla was, was addressing a question which I've only recently been able to make headway on, and that is a, a, a non-peptide, so it's a particular kind of compound, non-peptide GLP-1 receptor agonist, a uh, uh, small molecule. Uh -huh. And that, 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 that def the definition of that is I wanted to be able to operate and upregulate. I wanted to be able to administer something that would upregulate a particular molecular target, in this case, GLP-1 receptor, mm -hmm. to produce. What's, what's, what's that in in, um, in layman's term, plain English to, to someone like myself? Make you lose, it make you lose weight. Okay, so again, Faithfully. same, Faithfully. same yeah. thing. Um, metabolic yeah, in, 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 right. um, in this case, in, 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 it's interesting, in this case, the, the little piece of it that was missing at the time that I was at, we had Ampla, and that I've learned about since then, the literature of the world has helped. Uh, there are specific cells in, in the gut mm -hmm. that release GLP-1, the ligand, the thing that is in the, 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 the thing that we make that normally turns on this molecular target to do what it does. Mm -hmm. And the, the bottom line here is that this is the connection between the gut and brain from but you don't need necessarily to get to the to the site where the cells that that we thought we needed to get to mm -hmm. which are in the pancreas we can do this remotely from the gut and that's uh -huh. been a, big, a major a major thing and we have some intellectual property that 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 uh uh both allowed and allowed patent in 2019 and and we have a few other uh, 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 patent applications in front of US in front of the US Patent and Trademark Office, and uh -huh. they're working their way through. So it's an important kind of thing. It's it's not revolutionary. It's evolutionary, and it, it, I'm dependent upon science across the board, much of which I just am able to read. And that's an important point too. That if you cannot. If you want to be involved in, in, in treating disease, you have to know a lot more than just where you start. It's not enough to be a biologist or a chemist. You got to become a drug. People use the, the phrase drug hunter. That's becoming kind of like a, a joke. Uh, right. It shouldn't be. But I like to think that you need more 
bullets, if you will, or you need to be able to deliver every punch that you that is known in a sequence that you understand that can hurt the opponent. And that means that if you're left-handed, then you better you better strengthen your right hand. So yeah. I was left hand, I'm left-handed, and when I came to Pfizer, I knew all there was to know and more <laughs> in many respects about creating molecules, mm-hmm. putting them together in a very specific way. I knew nothing, absolutely nothing of any significance or any useful thing uh, about biology. But I'm not 23 years old, unfortunately, any longer. Uh, uh, I'm a lot older and, and, and I've learned a lot of biology. So when people ask me, well, what do you, what, what's your background? My background is I spent a lot of time in the library. And I don't mean that as a facetious thing. As a kid, I did. But even as an adult, even when I was always, always been learning. Yes, whether and it's still, been, whether it's been the science side of things or whether it's been your time yes. at Separacore, which has been the business yes. side of things, yes. all has wrapped up to the point where you've then been able to go on, start your own businesses, sell your own businesses to the point yeah. where you're now with Sensor and again, same focus on, you know, uh, weight loss and, and, and metabolism. Metabolic and, diseases, and, and, yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. And producing drugs that, you know, assist with, with that. And I'm assuming that because um, one thing uh, again that I'm into health and, and, and fitness, I, I know that once once you start to diet and restrict food, your body produces natural hormones and things. I can't remember what it's called. I think one of them begins with L. You perhaps might be able to help me out. Well, there's um, in, in, there's leptin. Le- and, that's and, the one. That's that's what yeah. I've heard of. So it produces more leptin. So actually, you start to it increases your the hormone or the hunger hormone is, is what I believe. Yes, well, there's there's a balance here. To, it, it, we don't need to take time, but the point is, leptin is in that. Ghrelin is another. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 there are uh, and 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 GLP one. Yeah. The thing I mentioned is also involved. There's a bunch of redundant. Uh, you may wonder why. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a, a there is a a an evolutionary an evolutionarily driven reason. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're right. If, if, as you, excuse me, as you restrict your diet or you put things into your diet, you can either stimulate or retard production of endogenous hormones. Yeah. And, 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 and in the metabolic disease area, it's a very complicated thing. And mm-hmm. I'll point out that some of that is related to the fact that it has a connection to um, things that we think of as non-metabolic disease traditionally. It's very clear that type two diabetics and obesity uh, or overweight eating behavior and depression mm-hmm. are all interrelated mechanistically in disease. And this notion you started with this, well, you know, the foods you eat affect your mood. Your mood, truly, yeah, ma- massively. So and, and, and you're, you're developing drugs to assist with that and uh, assist with, yes. uh, I guess, yeah, obesity and, and anything that is related to, to that. And also, type, type I guess, diabetes. then has yes. knock-ons to, to mental health and, and a whole host of other yes. sort of issues, yes. right, Jim? Yes, yes. And, and, and but, but no longer, I have no involvement, no direct involvement any longer with, uh, let's say, anti-infective disease. Having mm-hmm. said that, I, I have done, uh, looked at, uh, uh, delivering certain types of antibacterials and keeping them in the gut 
uh, for diseases uh, that are related to uh, uh, their inflammatory diseases. And, and uh, the only reason I don't talk a lot about it is I don't think it's the best way to treat that disease. Sometimes you need to do it, but, but it, I, I, I don't think that you want to introduce more anti-infective anti agents. And I have nothing to do with COVID-19. The work that's being done there, absolutely extraordinary. Mm. I realize there's a lot of debate and a lot of politicizing in, in different parts of the world. But if you think about mobilizing huge organizations, taking their talents and literally on a dime, it's kind of like at the end of the Second World War, when, when uh, the Allies were, you know, moving on a very broad front and the Battle of the Bulge, December of 1944, late mm -hmm. December 1944, started. And it was a, a, a terrible thing. American troops, all, all the troops there were suffering, but American troops just by chance took the brunt of it. And Patton, the American general who was far, about over 100 miles removed, literally overnight pivoted and went about 100 miles due north or thereabouts, north maybe northeast, and, and attacked and removed the pressure uh, uh, on, on his American, that part of the American army, or the Allied army. Look, I think that's, you know, it's a, a good analogy there. I think over the past year, there's been a lot of pivoting from a lot of companies, my, yes. you know, us included. All over the world. Um, yeah. You know, in terms of moving forward for yourself at, yeah. at, at Sensor, uh, it sounds yes. as though over the years, you've learned a lot about yourself. You faced, you know, various challenges, some, you know, personal and, and realizing, you know, that you've learned these things along the way is a credit to yourself. But what are your plans moving forward you mentioned uh, i guess earlier that there's perhaps plans to to, to sell sensor move on yeah. what's what's yeah. what's next well you know it's the interesting thing uh, yeah uh, that 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 deal is in place and and it'll close let's let's hopefully in in about another month yeah well, don't, uh, don't share anything that you, yeah you no you, no, you no, 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 no 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 i would not no so far hopefully you can no, get yeah so far, that's right shortly that's right but but the thing that it has made me think about is that there are opportunities to, uh, uh, there's this notion now, so you're asking what am I, I will continue to do what I do. Uh, I, I'm right now part of the new entity, the mm -hmm. purchasing company, I, I've been absorbed into that. Yeah. And, and, and I'm the so uh, titled as president and, and chief scientific officer, since there are only five people in the company, it's, it's a very, very, it's a very large title for a very, very tiny company, mm -hmm. but, but, it is truly uh, something that we can do because I've learned how to run virtual organizations yeah. by trial and error as much as anything. And, and well, you, you've if, done it previously, you've stuck to, yeah. to what you know. And I think, you yeah. know, that's what you and I have discussed as, as well. It's but about oh, yeah. having that, that personal belief that you yes. can do this and you've done it several times now, um, you know, successfully. And I'm sure each time, you've had the, the naysayers and people saying, oh, every time, you know, every time. have you not considered every, this? Have you not considered No, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do it. Right. No, no, no. You're absolutely. And, and James, the people that have said, you know, Jim, that's, you're foolish to do that. You're risking. And, and they weren't being mean to me. They, they were honest. They were telling me something that I did understand. It wasn't that I was like o oblivious to the, the chance of well failure here. Well, that's, it's an, it's, it's, unfortunately it is an option. And if it were to occur, it would be awful for me and my family. Mm. So, so 
but I'm committed. <laughs> or as my wife said, you should be. And, and so, <laughs> committed so, crazy. I think anyone who's yeah, 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 right, right, right. and we that's, we all get the same thing, you know. I've, that's right. I've got a lot of friends who I bet. You know, they, they they do their nine to five, that that's it, they switch off. Whereas sometimes yeah. I'm up at four in the morning, I'm still working at ten in, in, yeah. in the evening. I bet. I, I still yeah. wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, and it takes a certain individual. And yes, yeah. you get called crazy. You get called a whole host of things, and you get a lot of disbelievers. <laughs> but you know, I'm like, whatever. Just get on with it. It's it's what yeah. I like doing. It's clearly what right. you like doing. And I, I think that's you know a massive thing in in life, Jim. So um, yeah, from from my side of things, I would say certainly keep it up. Uh, Thank you. Keep, keep being yourself. Um, you know, you're an energetic guy. You've certainly got a lot of stories uh, to tell. Um, and look, in terms of a, a summary from yourself, so yeah. the, the plans are coming through to uh, roll into the, the new company as you know, yeah. uh, CSO as, as it may be. Um, yeah. What else are you looking forward to outside of the world of pharmaceuticals, drug discovery? Yes. Well, yeah. what, what do you get up to, to to relax, Jim? Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I uh, I don't like to run. Uh, I always I always viewed running as punishment, mm -hmm. but but um, I love. To play baseball, American baseball. Yeah, hence, and, hence the Mickey Mantle. The, and yeah, the yeah. I'm still, I'm, you know, my son and I, every Sunday. Now he's in Boston, and I'm out here in San Diego. Mm. Every Sunday, we have a Zoom or a phone call with each yeah. other. Nice. For hours. I mean, it just the time just goes, and uh, either he says, "Dad, I, I have to go. I have to eat something." And, 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 and calls to, to my dad, to be honest. There you, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's great. And, and the thing is, we talk and he and I root uh, for the same teams because he's my son and he wasn't forced to do that. It's just that when I, when I was seven years old, my dad took me for the first time to Yankee Stadium. It's kind of like if you were a Manchester United fan, you go to where they play. It's yeah. like cathedral. Trafford, yeah. So you go, yeah, it's, it's just a big, I'm, I'm guessing it's just kind of an amazing thing as a, as a seven year old kid, you're just like, oh, un wow. unbelievable, unbelievable. And, and these guys do things that you can't imagine how it must, it's very much like the Greek, you know, uh, the, the myths and legends from, from, you know, the Greek and Roman times. And mm. it, it, and so when my son turned seven, I took him to, it was the refurbished, but it was the same basic stadium, but oh, it was updated somewhat. And I took him to that his first game, and yeah, if and and so baseball is something that's not just it's not just something I do for relaxation. It's 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 misery because your team it's, and it's my team of life, whether it's win win lose draw, it's just my team. It becomes my yeah, team. that's that's yeah. it, isn't it? That's um, it. Yeah, you know, you can have a drink afterwards. You can relax. You yes. can either moan about what the players have done wrong. How awful! Yes, yes. What the players? How silly the manager is. Yes, yes, absolutely. It doesn't. It is. It, it, it is. I, I learned this. Isn't it, I, I. It's we're. Boy, I've taken way too much of your time. But I read something yesterday about what's going on with the Super League and why the, the notions of the Super League cut so harshly at the fan of, let's say, the Premier League teams in the yeah. United Kingdom. Oh, it's, it and has kicked off royally over here. I, 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 it, the, 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 the way it was described, it resonated so strongly with me, mm. the notion that how would I feel if my team were somehow ripped 
from me and all of the traditions all of the the the, 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 the all of the all the times when you wound up sitting next to a fan of the other team and all of those interact how it, it would be awful and so I, I i i have no understanding of the business aspects of this and certainly that's a driver but the fans are important in a sense that these teams have no history only the history in our minds yeah. i'm still nine years old when i want to this day tonight i'll watch yankee they're playing awfully terrible they're terrible right now <laughs> but i'm watching them and i'm a nine year i'm just a nine-year-old little kid having a soda pop and i'm watching them on, on tv and and to finish it uh so i play baseball whenever i can although i'm now with a bunch of very old people that they don't seem able to catch the baseball anymore i don't know what it's about so 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 it's not as it is something that you can do if you want forever. And, and to me, it's, it's, it's the one thing I do that doesn't change. Everything I do professionally is you must continue to grow. Yeah, you must continue. Whereas that yeah, is, exactly. That's your constant. That is your yeah. go-to, your bit of an anchor yes. for yourself. So yeah. look, I'm assuming that that is what you're looking forward to getting back to is getting out to some games, playing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Like this summer, down, right? yes. Yep, my son and I will be back in Yankee Stadium this summer, sometime during the summer, uh, if all things continue as is, and, and we're, yeah. we're allowed to see them in person. So that's what I do. Fantastic stuff. Well, look, Jim, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Um, look, I'll, I'll share your details. Um, you know, I know. Yeah, and, 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 and my, my people want to my, reach uh, out to you. My, oh no, no, no! But believe me, and and the uh, the Gmail. Email is my per so please you can share that with with wherever you you know with whomever uh, that that'll always get me uh, it'll get oh, to thanks. me and I, I will answer anyone like a student who may come across this or someone who's thinking about a change in their career you mm -hmm. know which way they want to go I will answer any any email that they they send I, I I expect none from people wanting any scientific advice. But I do expect that there will be people that will come across this by chance and, and, and are moved to, to say, well, I'd like to talk to that guy about something that has nothing to do with how he earns his daily bread. And, and I promise I will respond to anyone who contacts me. Jim, you're a fantastic man. And look, uh, you know, hopefully you don't get too much grief about the Yankees uh, on that mail. But yes. Um, aside from that, look, it's been fantastic having you on the show. So look, thanks. Thanks, thanks again. You're very welcome, James, and thank you. I mean, thank you for, for, for getting in touch with me. I, I greatly appreciate You've made me think about things in a way I would not have, and I greatly appreciate that. You have a great week now. Thank you. You are very welcome.